The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Pirate fans, welcome to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Brought to you by U.S. Cellular. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's Platinum Certified U.S. Cellular stores and experience the highest standard of customer service. Call in on the live line at 317-1250. Now, with a complete recap of the game and your phone calls, live from the Pirate Radio Studios, here's your host of the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter, Clip Brock. All righty, Pirates fall tonight in Cincinnati, a 27-25 frustrating loss for the Pirates, who did indeed go toe-to-toe with the Bearcats, as we all thought they would. But some mistakes, some huge plays for Cincinnati, explosion plays. Billy, we talk special teams. You got to at least play even tonight. Pirates were a minus in special teams. It all equates to a frustrating road loss. When I had said if, you know, I would take it before the game if the special teams uh, area was a push. Uh, and had that been the case tonight, East Carolina may have come out victorious. Keaton Mitchell leaves the game after taking a shot near the goal line. Uh, he does not finish the game tonight. Could have been different if he was in. But the result is the result. 27-25. to 25. Pirates lose. We'll take your calls. 317-1250. When we return on the U.S. Sailor 5th Quarter Call-In Show after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, 317-1250, the number on the Pit Electric Live line. You're tuned into the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Call-In Show. Clip Brock, Shirley Roach, Chandler Honeycutt. And Billy, we were here following a 27-25 Cincinnati win over East Carolina. Thanks to Parker's Barbecue for the awesome pregame and postgame food. Parker's Barbecue, three locations in Greenville to serve you. Make it a move this weekend. While you hang out with the fam, watch football, hang out with the buddies, whatever you got going on, make it a Parker's weekend. All right, a lot to talk about in this one. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Uh, we'll get uh, Weave's thoughts throughout the night, but we'll, we want to hear from you, and we have lines locked and loaded, so we'll go ahead and get to the calls. Nick, Kenny, David, hang on. We start with Cameron, who is in Cincinnati. Hey, Cameron. Clip, Billy, uh, you said it best. Uh, when the history books are written of this season, call it the shoulda, coulda, and woulda season because it's brutal. Special teams, you could talk about our secondary. You could talk about them missing tackles. You could talk about them giving up big plays. But we, we still had the – you could talk about Keen Mitchell going out. But we still had the chance to win that game, and really we should have won that, won that game. But our special team sucks so bad. It is atrocious. I mean, we should have had a spectacular season. We're having a good season, but we should have had a spectacular season. But our special teams, you could argue, has cost us three games. It's ridiculous. The special teams coach needs to be fired. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, lastly, we may have lost tonight, but I'm walking back to the hotel right now, uh, a winner because Cincinnati freaking sucks. I'm talking the city-wise. This is like the most mid-city I've ever been to. There's like no party atmosphere no nothing. I'm happy I live in East North Carolina. Skyline chili sucks. Worst chili I've ever had is like spaghetti noodles. And then uh, Nippert Stadium, Nip at Night. Oh, my God. Great atmosphere. Horrible stadium. This stadium doesn't even have any bathrooms in it. They have to bring in porter potties in the stadium for you to go use the bathroom, and the lines are two hours long. That's all I have to say. Uh, go Pirates. Uh, let's beat Houston next week. And uh, 
have fun in the Big 12 Cincinnati. And uh, our special teams coach, get him out of here. He needs to be fired. Go fired. All right, there is Cameron. He says special team sucks. Cincinnati as a whole sucks. Skyline Chili sucks. Well, I think Cameron said uh, arguably or, or something to that <clears throat> effect that uh, we've lost three games because of special teams. No, no, that's definitely have definitely lost three games because of special teams. Special teams solid in those three games, and I, I mean, I'm just convinced that you win all three of those games. Obviously, tonight, I mean, special teams is a major issue. Laces in on a on a field goal attempt. Um, that's three points right there. 100-yard kickoff return, that's seven right there, 10 points. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this one out. Uh, Baxter, with a good point on Facebook, uh, having to use those two timeouts early in the second half proved yep. to be costly as well. Kind of changes what you do there on that last drive, and uh, you don't have time there at the end. All right, David is up next in Greenville. Hey, David. Hey, guys. Tough one tonight for the Pirates. But, hey, look, a couple things. Third down conversions. I said this in the chat earlier. Five of seventeen. That's twenty nine percent. You know, I'm, I'm not a math scholar, but that's an F in most grades. So that's not pretty good. Um, also, my sixteen year old son Caleb and I are watching this game, and the play calling from Donnie K. I don't understand. You got a first down pass play. Um, I don't know how many times. I think Billy said maybe ten. It was a run play. It's yeah. not hard, yep. and it's not hard to disguise. And my 16-year-old, who's a sophomore and plays football, and it's like, it's a run play, Dad. And it's like, if he could see that, and he's not a rocket scientist, what is going on? It's, I just don't I just don't know. Also, three losses combined six points due to special teams. I know you've already hopped on that, but it's just a point that needs to be made. Um, and... Uh, it's just one of those things you just scratch your head and just say, what is going on? Uh, we, we played well enough to win, but it, it's uh, Pirates being Pirates. Anyway, it's good night, and uh, go Pirates. All right, David. Thanks for the call tonight in Greenville. Yeah, David heard me say I, I went through and looked at the play-by-play sheet. Now, I went through it very quickly, so if this is wrong, um, you know, forgive me. But going through it very quickly, after an incomplete pass on first down, East Carolina ran the ball. 10 times after an incomplete pass on first down uh, for less than three or four yards on on those second down rush plays. I, I noticed it off, you know, and, and like David said, I mean, every when you become predictable right, like that, something's, you got to change it up. Andre it, Ware called it out. He called it out, yeah. I mean, you just you, it was too predictable. Uh, some bad news here. Steven Igo at the game uh, just shot a picture and tweeted out, C.J. Johnson down on the field. This was at 11.47, so a few minutes ago. Uh, they're bringing out the stretcher, lots of medical attention around him. So uh was slammed down on the last play. He was. Hopefully precautionary, uh, but it looks like they're going to roll him out on a stretcher. And you see Holton Aylers, his uh, high school teammate, uh, taking a knee right beside him there. So we hope uh, he is okay. Obviously, Keaton Mitchell as well. Yeah, it looked like he went down when he was tackled and slammed to the ground. It looked like he may have been slammed to the head um and i was waiting for the espn broadcast maybe the cameras to go back on there because they never showed him getting up so uh yeah that's that's not a good look right there but hopefully it's just precautionary like you say and uh also the tweet prior to that from steven igo uh announcing that the pirates lost on the road to cincinnati he did say that the pirates outgained cincinnati 454 Mm -hmm. to 310 yards Those hidden wow. uh, return yards will yep. be close to evening that up. And 
Reminds me of a lot of the Lincoln Riley era where we churn up all those yards and lose yeah. games. And also, Stephen Igo asked on Twitter, he says, does EC win this game if Keaton Mitchell doesn't get knocked out? That's a good possibility. Somebody pointed out that Marlon Gunn had some big runs, some he tough did. runs, uh, but the one he broke into the secondary, does Mitchell take that to the house? Yeah. Whereas, Maybe. You know, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kenny is up in Blunt's Creek. Hello, Kenny. Hey, guys. Uh, you know, the theme of the night is going to be special teams, you know, bottom line. It's, it's cost us. cost us several games. Uh, the kid holding the ball on the extra points, field goals, whatever, he don't know what the hell he's doing. I mean, he keeps putting the laces back. I mean, my God. And, uh, you know, some dumb penalties in the first half. Killed our drives. Uh, and, and they were penalties. You go back and look, they were holding. Um uh, Kind of disappointed, as usual, with the officiating. Really, I thought was a cheap late shot low on Holton earlier in the game. Would have resulted in a first down. Yeah, didn't call it. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Didn't call it. Then they pick up a flag on the one on CJ where the guy shoves him and, and stuff. But, uh, you know, coach doesn't use timeouts in the first half. And then in the second half, ain't got none halfway through the game in, in the second half. So kind of disappointed in that. Just, uh, look, did we come out in the second half and play better? Absolutely. Uh, if I'm, am I wrong, did we only give up three points in the second half? No, you're, you're correct, yeah. So, so you know, we should have won the game. It hurt with Keaton going out. But, as usual, Donnie K gets predictable. As that's another theme of the night. You know, you get first down, and, and instead of going to what we were doing, the dink and dunks, and, and getting yardage and getting first downs, he wants to throw these stupid 35-yard pass patterns on the, the sidelines where the guy's almost out of bounds anyway, and then we come back, like you say, and run the ball up the middle, up the middle, and just put put the team behind. Uh, I guess, uh, you, you know, you don't take anything out of losing a game. Uh, hostile environment. This Cincinnati's a good team. They've been a good team for a long time now. So we went out there. We did our best. We came up short. We just had to suck this up as Pirate fans. Move on and uh, let's get that. Let's get that stadium next week, man. It's, it's Senior Day. More like going to be Senior Morning. Probably we're going to probably get the eleven o'clock yeah. kickoff. That's true. That's <laughs> the worst part about this this loss tonight. I think that's going to be the nah, worst part. I think it goes to ESPN Plus and we get to pick our time. You think? I think really. I, I, Four o'clock would be better for these guys. No. They, they don't deserve to go out on an early game. No. And uh, just uh, Pirate Nation, suck it up. We lost. Could have had it, should have, could have, would have team as usual. But, hey, we're still having a good season. Pack this stadium, get in there, and let, let's show these guys what how, how we feel about them because we, we love the Pirates. And uh, y'all have a good night, man. I know y'all going to hear a lot of griping and you know what else. But, hey, comes with the territory. All right, Kenny, thanks for the call. We'll see you next week at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Uh, Noah on YouTube says, this sucks so much, and I'm getting married tomorrow, which makes it <laughs> makes it this much worse. <laughs> so now every year on your anniversary, one day before, you'll think about this loss. That's right. That yeah. stinks. Sorry, Noah. Um, hey, not, that's what reception This is for, not man. the art. You back. <laughs> Hold on. I got a joke, Billy. All right, all right. Billy, no. hush. Everybody be quiet. <clears throat> Noah, this is not the arc you were hoping for in life. Wow, that's the worst dad joke I think I've ever heard in my life. I'll take that. Nick is up <laughs> in Duplin County. Hello, Nick. Um, 
Hey, hey, I just want to say I'm not going to be negative tonight like some of these middle school football coaches on here calling in. I just want to say I'm proud of the defense. They fought their ass off. Sorry, I couldn't say that. They fought their butt off all night. I just want to say if you're going to go to the Houston game, get in the seat and don't leave early. Y'all have a good one. Good night. Thank you, Nick. There you go. Positive Nick tonight. There Nick you go. and Duplin County ready for next week. Keep your heads up. Six and four now, we. Well, I tell you what, you know, there is something to be said about being down 21-5 and they could have packed it in. On the road against a very good team in a hostile environment, that place was going nuts. Uh, but the Pirates battled back. I mean, they, you know, they, they fought back in the game, played well in the second half. It's just, like you said, man, there's just so many. Uh, there's a, about 10 different plays in this game that you could look at that could be swing plays. Uh, and it's just it's it's and, incredible and one of them is that cj johnson touchdown right before the half and am i the only one that when holton threw that ball that he was going to be well under throwing i believe it was josiah hatfield out there and then cj johnson just popped out of yeah. nowhere yeah. I didn't it see, looked very strange i didn't did see, see he was he, he was hidden behind the defender it was, yeah it was well, almost I, like a, it was uh, weird it was almost like the, it surprised the defenders as well yeah. i was like oh my god that is so underthrown it's going to get picked and all of a sudden there's <laughs> cj and with his athleticism he's able to take it to the house yeah so and, and hopefully he's okay it was definitely an illusion like a magic very much almost. so yeah uh, for people asking, uh, somebody just asked the CJ update. So Igo just posted a video of him being wheeled uh, on a stretcher into an ambulance. Mm. So they are going to uh, to check on him, hopefully precautionary, but we will uh, give you more when we have more. So that is the update on CJ. All right, we will get a break in, come back. Uh, Eli, Rod, Johnny, Jackson, hang on. We'll get to your calls. As we roll on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show late on a Friday night. Back with you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, a couple of football games going on right now. USC is leading Colorado 26-3 in the third quarter. And this one has gotten interesting as Fresno State holds a one-point lead over UNLV in the second quarter. College basketball, a couple of games going on right now. UC Irvine has gone into halftime with a 25, uh, excuse me, 35-22 lead over number 21, Oregon. Number 19, San Diego State has, is trailing BYU 52-46 in the second half. Uh, Temple upset 16th-ranked Villanova 68-64. Number 22, Michigan survived Eastern Michigan 88-83. And number 18, Virginia walloped Monmouth 89-42. That is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by the Buck. It's your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates. They are open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And you can follow the Buck on Instagram for an updated schedule, and we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back into the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you on the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call-in show. Cincinnati, a 27-25 winner over East Carolina tonight. We are taking your calls, your thoughts on this one. Lot of chat going on on YouTube, Facebook Live. A lot of complaints about the officials tonight, and uh, I've seen a lot too about the two-point conversion. And that was Winstead, right? 
and he was bobbling it. Yes. And a lot of people asking, why didn't they no take replay. a look? They didn't take, they look take at a it, look. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was it was definitely worth a look. Absolutely. Yeah. When they showed the replay, I didn't think he got it, but you can find enough angles and pauses where he might have had a toe down when he got control back. You got to at least look at it. Take every look. every scoring play should be looked at, and a two point conversion is a scoring play, right? Yeah, but they didn't. I mean, that wasn't a scoring play because they didn't score. But no, no, I no. I'm saying. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. This, yeah, anything in the end zone. Give us a look, right? Give us a look, Jackson. Give us a like. John, give us a look. Give us a ah. like and a look. That was the worst dad joke I've ever heard. <laughs> Jackson, Johnny, Rod, hang on on the Pit Electric Live Line. We go to Eli and whispering pines whispering pines hello eli sounds like a wonderful place yes sir hey first time caller you got me yes sir all right hey a few things for you this game is not on the special teams it's not on none of that you can tell in east carolina football from the first play of the damn game oh oh i'm not supposed to say that all right i'll i'll walk that back is donnie in the game or is donnie not in the game all right, so you start the game after that first whatever we did. He throws to the flat with a cornerback who's not covered at all. There's a tackle. Runs up the middle on second. I'm, I'm good with that. And then just does nothing on third. You can tell what Donnie's doing. He's not – Donnie has no idea where the first down marker is. You with me? Yeah, that's that. We're waiting for more. Go ahead. Uh, I, oh, I'm sure he has an idea where the first down marker is, but I get what you're saying. I really don't think that he does. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm an alumni at East Carolina University out of the, the 14 team when we were good, and I've been with us all through this time, and it's, it's just not working out where it, it's like we start every single game and he wants to throw to the flat and he wants to run screen pass. And, you know, here we are on third down, and you throw an option route to somebody who has absolutely no chance of hitting the first down. Am I the the only one seeing this? You're talking about the the crossing route short of the sticks? Is that what you're talking about? I mean, on third down, you're throwing to a receiver who's covered by – two or three defenders yeah no yeah I under, yeah, yeah that, that, I that yeah. happened that happened a lot tonight yeah and, and well short of the sticks too, and, guys and sometimes those covers. throws I, I don't know but hold nailer it seemed like at least one guy on the line was getting beat almost every play uh didn't have a ton of time so y'all y'all still got me guys yeah all right so before you let me go i'm gonna say something real controversial but i, I ain't gonna say it yet okay all right, well, let's get rolling here. We got a lot of calls, so crank it up. I'm a 14 alumni. I've been around for a long time, and I've been, you know, waiting on us and hoping on us to come through this with conference, you know, realignment and everything. Everybody's going to the Big 12. You know, we came out of Conference USA looking to the Big East, and here we are in the American, and we're doing what we can do. And, you know, through through coaches and everything, we're, we're doing our best. But... Um, I mean, the defense is playing great ball, right? The, the, honestly, like I've heard people complain tonight about the defense. The defense looks really good. If I was, you know, Blake Harrell, I'd, I'd have to fight Donnie in the parking lot. 
seriously. Um, they're, uh. they're doing what they can. But, you know, on Tuesdays when they go in here to talk about everything, you, you know, you talk about IGO and everything. IGO is not asking the hard questions out here. Seriously. He, he's not going up on, Donnie, why'd you call this? Why'd you call that? We're, we're not getting the hard questions out of the OC. And I think that's part of the program. All right. All right. What's your controversial part? Is that it? Yeah, Igo's not doing the job. He's, okay. he, he's the, the voice of the fans, and he's just not getting it done. All right. We'll get him out of here. We'll let, we'll, I'll certainly pass that along. I love talking crap to Igo. So <laughs> I'll let you know, Eli. Because he's not doing it. All right. He's not doing his job. All right. Thank you. All right. There's Eli in the Whispering Pines. Uh, Rod is up next in Wilmington. Hey, Rod. Hey, gentlemen, how you doing tonight? This is a disappointing uh, evening tonight. Uh, I'm afraid we killed ourselves with a bunch of wounds on uh, third down conversions where we we uh, had penalties. We've been disciplined, pretty disciplined all year, and uh, we've uh, I just I think I counted four third down conversions and came back on penalties, and I got to hand it to to Holton uh, and. The offense and defense both they all fought, you know, valiantly to the end. But uh, when you when you shoot yourself in the foot over and over again like that, it, it takes a toll in a close game like that. And uh, I'm afraid that was the, the uh, one of the telltale things that that uh, wanted uh, ended up being the the uh, the the telltale thing that beat us I, uh, I mean Holton fought hard he's tougher than the pine knot and uh, all those boys and it's just disappointing to see them fight so hard and uh, and, and then beat themselves in a lot of ways and uh, uh, but uh, you just you lay your guts on the line you come up short you gotta go back and Lay them on the line again and again and again, and uh, that's how you that's how you win. And uh, I think they're winners, and uh, they got another couple of games to the rest of the season, and probably a bowl game. And uh, uh, I, will, I hope the fans will, you know, uh, take heart and get in behind them, fill the stands up. Uh, come next uh, home game, and uh, you know I think uh, uh, it, it's a tough loss, but you know we got to take it and move on, and and, uh, and do what we can do from here on out. All right, Rod. We always appreciate your call. We love your voice, the old uh, the old cowboy sound there from Rod in Wilmington. Tell you what, one thing he said there at the beginning. Um, discipline and all of that and sometimes when you play guys that are really elite uh they beat you and you have to hold like you get more penalties when you play good teams yeah sometimes that's for a reason but he is right uh the number of penalties tonight was not um something we've seen 
throughout most of this year. Well, you know, he mentioned third downs, but it's not just third downs on offense where third down conversions into first downs were called back because of penalties. That was a big situation, too. But once again, I talked about this on the pregame show. Third down situations for the defense has still been a problem. There was a point, and I wrote this down on my notes, Cincinnati was 5 of 6 on third and an average of 8 yards late in the first half. Five of six. So third and eight, an average of eight, could have been a little under eight, a little more than eight, but an average of eight yards on third and eight, Cincinnati was five of six. You can't yeah. give up those third and long situations, and they've been consistently doing that all year long. And it's these, these are the games where those things bite you. When, it's, when you're in a close game. You've got to play tight in all aspects of the game. East Carolina just didn't do that tonight. All right, Rod, uh, fifth quarter all-star. The, uh, the fans seem to enjoy his calls. We go to Johnny D in Wilmington. Come on, guys. Clip, Billy, on three. Give it to me, man. I'm going to get your blood pressure up. One, two, three. Come, Come on, guys. guys. Man, that guy about put me to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Johnny. Man, I'm sorry. That's one of your Be Wilming- nice. That's pirate on pirate climb. That's, that's one of your Wilmington boys over there, Rod. Man, I hate Cincinnati, man. <laughs> man, the, the the memories I've got of Cincinnati of you know roughing no clock, McNeil, you know. Calling all them timeouts and they kicking that long field goal to win it, and then your boy doing pull-ups in our damn locker room last year. <laughs> I was so hoping that Coach Houston was going to do some chin-ups in their locker room tonight. But anyway, we should have won that game tonight. But uh, it's like the previous caller said, you know, uh, Donnie, man, he, he on first down, man, he just throws a bomb, you know, that it's not going to work. And then he hands it off you know, for a two-yard gain, and then you're sitting there third and long, and then, you know, somebody's holding it again. So, do we still have that sand trap that we used to have out there at the practice field? Because somebody needs Oh, yeah, to it's still there. Next week. Yep. Every guy that was holding on all those third downs needed to be in that sand trap Monday morning. But, uh, anyway, it's just disappointing. That should have been a signature win for us tonight. Uh, it wasn't, but Holton Naylor's man, I tell you, man, he he has really come through, and uh, and and I tell you, man, the announcers, you know, uh, the Andre Ware and Roy uh, Philpot, them guys, man, they talk so good about. It. They call us East Carolina every time. They don't ever call us Eastern Carolina. They call us East Carolina. They talk so highly of our coaching staff and and our. Our, our players and everything like that. And uh, I don't know if y'all caught the beginning of the game, but they said that uh, that Andre Ware was watching one of our receivers before the game uh, yeah. came on. And he, he was actually saying some words that shouldn't be said on TV about how good he was. But anyway, they talked really highly of us and uh, just a disappointing loss. But, yeah, the blame goes around to a lot of folks. You know, the special teams, we've got to get this field goal kicking mess corrected man this is ridiculous but uh i thought the defense played great tonight uh that number 13 guy looks like von miller man i swear to god that guy looks good but the whole defense looked good but but at times they were out of they were out of place i mean 
they were caught napping on a couple plays that should have been touchdowns or long games. But anyway, overall, we should have won. And uh, like like I said, Pirate Radio rocks, man. You guys had the best pregame and postgame coverage. Rock on. All right, All right, Johnny. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, man. Johnny D in Wilmington. 317-1250 on the Pit Electric Live line. That opens a line up. We go to Jackson in Banner Elk. Hey, Jackson. Hey, guys. Hey, y'all doing? All right. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? We're doing good. How are you? Fantastic. Hey, uh, I think you guys need to go over to Wolfpack Radio, at least where, where they win a little bit. Um, I think that more than anything, it's a coaching issue at this point. Mm-hmm. What else do you think? I mean, other than the fact that you should, you guys should get the Wolfpack Radio. You already said that. I said, what else do you think? I think that, uh, I mean, I don't want to piggyback off everybody else's, but, you know. We so you just called it. in to say that? Did you, I mean, that was it? Game has left your man, Donnie K, behind. Huh. And we all know that. All right. So congratulations to you guys. What are you congratulating us for? For cheering for a team that thinks. Who do you cheer for? Jackson. Hello, Jackson. 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 <laughs> Thanks, Jackson. Ja- hey, wait, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jackson's a Wolfpack fan. That's what it sounds like to me. What loser like listens to Pirate Radio as a Wolfpack fan? Yeah, calls in and says and should, knows our offensive coordinator. You should listen to Wolfpack Radio. No, he said we should go win. to. Oh, like, go we to. should go there. We should go there. Like we should work there. Maybe I think Jackson had one line planned and thought it was going to be like hilarious or something. Yeah, I it thought it'd be a mic drop. It was going to tear situation. the house down, and it didn't go well. And then kind of went off script and replay it on tiktok and it's yeah. gonna go viral i'm about to go viral here boys <laughs> check this out hey pack pride watch what watch what i'm about to do here this is gonna be it this is the one hey y'all watch this jackson big miss man big swing and miss all right 317-1250 i got somebody named cheesel on hold kyle in the grange rick in greenville isaac it's late night fifth quarter baby it's saturday <laughs> it's saturday morning more to go be better than jackson when we return after this you're listening to the u.s cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show here's clip brock 317-1250 before we get back to the calls uh steven Igo, who needs to be fired according to one of our callers um Wait, not Steven Iga. Who said? I read post game. No, one of one of our callers said uh, Steven Igo needed to ask tough questions. Well, yeah, I got that. Maybe uh, it might have been John Moody. Um, one of our listeners said that Mike Houston said that the uh, Keaton Mitchell play was the dirtiest play he's seen. Where is that oh, comment? Wow. I need to find that before I'm out here just saying that on the radio. But I just did it. All right, we'll find it. Isaac Cheezel 
kyle hang on let's go to rick in greenville next on the pit electric live line late night early morning here u.s sailor fifth quarter calling show what's up rick rick did you hang on hello rick nope all right we go to kyle in lagrange hello kyle going on boys i know you guys are having fun tonight right always oh, always hey first i want to give a quick message to jackson and banner elk uh, first of all Lee mccray doesn't have a football team so somebody needs to remind him of that when he wants to talk trash and if he wants to keep on talking trash i'll take my cancer ridden ass to banner elk and throw him off the side of a mountain okay now that i got that out of the way <laughs> uh, that's awesome <laughs> um okay first of all a couple things people hard on donnie Donnie play calling was just fine when Keith Mitchell was in the game. Um, that's that's why we lost the game. Uh, you, you want to go back always the first half. We we gave off the kickoff return for a touchdown. Um, had the latest infield goal, and then Cincinnati had momentum. We got momentum back in the second half. We're rolling. We're going to win the game, and they take Keaton out. And uh, yeah, uh, to confirm, Mike Houston said that wasn't just targeting. That's the dirtiest play I've seen in years and I expect the conference to do something about it. Oh, here it goes. I got the quote here, Kyle. He says, there's targeting, and then there's that. That was a pretty dirty play. There wasn't any effort uh, to make a play on the ball right there. That was trying to take him out, end quote. That was on the, uh, I guess, post game with the media. Uh, you heard it with, uh, what, at, yeah. on the radio broadcast? Correct. I was okay. in, uh, with Jeff. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Taylor, also with Jeff, uh, said that they intentionally took uh keaton out he firmly believed that and called cincinnati dirty and said they're known for doing that kind of crap so kind of surprised here holton say that um also cj man i i guess you guys know this he he's he's at the hospital in cincinnati going through evaluations he left on an ambulance so uh don't know how bad he's hurt um but it's just it's, it's a shame um proud of the football team I, I i think we um special teams you know hurt us tonight um, that punt, you know, first of all, the, the hole with the laces in by, uh, by our punter. And then, um, that punt that set them up with the short field for the go ahead field goal killed us. Um, special teams really killed us again tonight. Uh, obviously, you know, we had the two point conversion that should have been reviewed. Um, I, I'm not sure it would have been overturned, but it was pretty damn close. I don't know how it wasn't reviewed. Uh, if we have that there, you just tie ball game late. So many things in this game that just went against us. You just you just have to wonder if they didn't take Keaton out. I, I really believe the results of this ball game would have been completely different. Um, I um, I'm, I'm worried about the team mentally. Listening to them post game and with the injuries to CJ and Keaton, uh, you know you never know. Keaton, I think with concussion protocol, maybe he'll be back next week. Uh, who knows how bad CJ's hurt? Um, I implore the fans. If you can be there next Saturday, be there. Um, we're going; they're going to need us more than ever next weekend because, you know, they're they're they had the same circle. Their goal was to make it to a conference championship. Now that uh, that's kind of ruined. So, I could see a let down a let down game next weekend against Houston, and we don't need that on Senior Day. Um, and God Almighty, if we don't have CJ and we don't have Keaton, um, we're going to need something. Defense is going to have to play out of their mind, and uh, Houston can score. So, uh, I don't know, man. Just disappointed and if you can be there next saturday be there because the team's going to need us and i'm not i'm not angry at, at east carolina at the football team i'm disappointed in the special teams but uh, i'm more disappointed and uh i just i hate it for keaton i hate it for cj and uh hopefully those two kids 
Uh, hopefully this ain't the last game they play this year. Um, hopefully they're hopefully they're there for senior day um, next weekend. But uh, very concerned about both those guys, and uh, that's all I got, guys. Go Pirates. All right, thanks for the call, Kyle. Hope right. you're uh, you're doing all right there in Lagrange. Yeah, and speaking of Keaton Mitchell, if you think about it, you know we were or East Carolina was within a toenail of being up ten nothing in that game. Because yeah. remember, it was three nothing. He broke that long run. I think it was forty or fifty yards or whatever it was. Stepped out of bounds barely, uh, and then they only get three out of that. Is yeah, because they were up two nothing. So it yeah. was, would have been a a nine nine nothing, and that could have changed the complexion of the ball game early on. Uh, so I mean, there's so many different plays. Like I said, there there's a ton of different plays you can look at that could have changed momentum of this game, that could change the outcome of this game. But you know, and, and I think you know, clip you hit it on the head. Coulda, shoulda, woulda, and that seems to be like the theme of this this year, the entire year, yeah. the entire season. All right, uh, Cheezel is up in Ocean City, Maryland. Hello, boys. How we doing? Doing, doing all right. Doing all right, man. Hey, first and foremost, just want to uh, wish every all the veterans out there happy Veterans Day yesterday. Uh, you know, goes without saying. Thank you for your service. But, uh, you know, first and foremost, I do believe that this was another missed opportunity. I mean, at the end of the day, look, I, I mean, we, we played BYU well. We beat BYU. We played UCF well. We beat UCF. I mean, this is, a, this is realistically a 9-1 team right now at the moment, right? Um, this was just another missed opportunity. But... I do have a quick question. I, I know that you guys ran through some stats here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, as baseball fans that we all are, I would love to know what the war statistic would be on Luke Larson, uh, you know, being on the field at any point in time. Yeah, he had a great 51-yard putt today that probably got us five points, but at the end of the day, how many points and how many games has he lost us? So uh, I'll let you guys simmer on that, and uh, cheers kept it simple and uh hey this one's for you no curse words all right thanks geez we're breaking out the wins above replacement stat that we see a lot in baseball what is luke larson's war and he's referring to not just the punting game but also the holding game as well which he is a part of so yeah and that's you know that's a huge thing and a lot of people you know people that don't know the intricacies of of the kicking game and say well what's the big deal with the laces in the ball the thing is is when you kick laces on a football you just never know which direction the ball is going to go in and and you could see right off the bat i mean that that field goal didn't even have a chance to go in it was hooked left from from the beginning uh, those those are just little things that have to be taken care of they you can't have those mistakes all right, 317-1250 on the Pit Electric Live line. Isaac is up in Greenville. Hey, Isaac. Isaac. All right, let's try Frank in Calabash. Hey, Frank. Oh, hey there. Hey, hey guys, just a couple of observations. I don't want to beat the drum on the special teams as much as it's already been done, but we're, we're missing probably one of the biggest plays of the whole game was a special teams play when we're on defense. I mean, we allowed a 100-yard kickoff return. I mean, you take those seven points off the board, and that changes a whole lot of stuff. But um, the most important reason I wanted to call was to talk about this targeting business. I think the NCAA really needs to look at the penalties uh, for targeting. I don't think they're serious enough. It is obviously the most, uh, what's the word, uh, 
it, it's the most um, not painful, but it's a very very serious injury when you target somebody with the crown of your helmet. And I think throwing them out for a half is not enough. I, I and and a, correct me if I'm wrong, but hasn't Keaton been targeted now twice? In a row? Well, I don't know. If, did they call targeting in the BYU game? He was knocked out due to a, a head injury, or uh, but I don't remember yeah, if I they called they, targeting. Yeah, I don't think there was I think it was just like a that. big hit. But that's that is two straight games where he didn't finish the game because of headshots. Right, right. And you know what really chaps me, and this is just my opinion. But when a guy is called for targeting, he goes to his sideline, right, and everybody high fives him, gives him a handshake, gives him a fist bump. It's almost like they had a good hit. I don't understand the. I don't understand how coaches allow that kind of support for a nasty hit. And that's just a personal thing. I think the penalty should be way more. I think they should be thrown out for a game and a half or two games. Or and what if they do it twice in a season? Is there a penalty for, like, if you do it twice in a season, you should be done for that season. they got to put an end to this stuff because they're going someone's going to get serious. I mean, we might not see Keaton again. And someone's going to get hurt, not just East Carolina. I'm talking all around the country. This uh, targeting business has just got to stop. And um, proud to be a pirate. The guys fought back like crazy in the second half. That 100-yard touchdown run back just broke. That just broke our back. Y'all have a great night and go Pirates! All right, Frank. Thanks yeah. for the call. And the most dis- discouraging part about that 100-yard kickoff return is that East Carolina had him wrapped up. They seemed to have him wrapped up yeah. and corralled. Uh, and there were two guys that had a great shot of getting him on the ground. And, of course, once he got past those two, there was no way. Oh, Owen and Daffer, Daffer was did not have a him. great shot. No, there was no way. I mean, you could tell he was trying to figure an angle to try and get to him. There was just no way that was going to happen. So uh, that one is a tough blow. And we talked about that in the pregame show, that when it comes to special teams, when it comes to games that you expect are going to be close, which we knew this was going to be a close game. Uh, we had that feeling, two very good teams, two teams uh, playing very well right now with, of, of course, you know, conference title implications possibly on the line. So we knew it was going to be tough. And when you're in those games, turnovers and big swings on special teams always make the difference in the ball game. And that was the case tonight. Talked about it uh, with Billy Weaver on the Bud Light pregame tailgate yeah. about those those big plays, That's right. uh, especially special teams. All right, uh, Monica. We go to Monica in Greenville next. Hello, Monica. Hey, guys. Uh, Exhausting game tonight. I'm exhausted. Um, Just a few comments. Um, Everyone's talking about the targeting call. I'll add my comments. Um, Saw someone tweet out who was at the game that the fans, when Keaton would run, were chanting overrated. So, you know, everyone knows Keaton Mitchell is one of the most prolific running backs in all of college football. So he has a target on his back, and the players knew it. That hit was intentional. It was intentional to take him out and was intended to be a a um, career-ending injury. Um, And and I agree with the last caller. That needs to be looked at, and that person needs to be just removed from the remainder of games. Um, It was a difference in the game. Now, we shot ourselves in the foot plenty in this game with special teams, as we stated, but 
you know, Keaton was turning on the heat in the second half, and it made a difference in this game. I agree with Igo. You keep Keaton Mitchell in, and we would have won that game tonight. Um, I think about Holton going out, too. When his arm, shoulder popped out again, I thought he was done for the game. Um, but, I'm, man, he came back in, and uh, he has more grit than any player we've seen out there. And we owe it to Holton. We owe it to all these seniors. They've been with us through some really tough times, and they've been pivotal in getting this pirate ship turned around and turning the program around. And we play Houston, and we owe it to them to give them our all in that stadium against Houston next week. Um, and I just want to remind everybody, I don't, I don't know how everybody else feels about it. I personally don't like Dana Holgerson. For the last comments that he made about our East Carolina football program, if you recall, he said that our program was bringing down the American Athletic Conference because we were so poor. So um, I recall those comments, and I officially declare next week I hate Dana Holgerson week. So let's, <laughs> pack, the sta- let's pack the stadium and uh, send him out in good fashion um, next week. But we owe it to the Pirates to be there. And um, just really proud of the, the grit that our Pirates continue to show. Um, they just keep getting banged up. And um, despite all the miscues, all the snafus on special teams, we were all in our seats to the end of the game thinking we could pull this one out, and we just didn't. So um, that's the way the ball rolls sometimes. I remember the Dana Hokerson comments when he was at West Virginia and said schools like East Carolina are taking food out of the mouths of his West Virginia players. Yes. I don't know if he said more recent ones, but I remember West Virginia. I don't know about when he was at Houston. But, yeah, we all hate Dana Holgerson. We can get behind <laughs> you there. Easy. All right, Monica, thanks for the call. Monica in Greenville. All right, 317-1250. Jay, Jay, Bobby, hang on. Bobby, do you want to change your name to Jay so we can have three Jays on the line? We will get to your calls when we return. JJ, Bobby, and you, whoever calls in when this line is open, 317-1250. We're back with more after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio Scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, uh, USC is drubbing Colorado. They just started the 4th quarter. It's 41-10 Trojans. UNLV has taken the lead from Fresno State. They lead it in the 3rd quarter, 16-14 college basketball going on right now number 19 san diego state leads byu 76 to 73 with a minute 21 to go in that game and uc irvine is a leading number 21 oregon 59 to 38 with seven and a half minutes to go in that game finals from earlier today number 15 auburn defeated south florida 67 to 59 number five baylor got a win over norfolk state 87 to 70 and number 20, Alabama, beat up on Liberty 95-59. That is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by The Buck. It's your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates. They're open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And right now during football season, you can join The Buck for Sunday Fun Day with football, food trucks, live music, giveaways, and the largest 4K TV in eastern North Carolina. 
Follow The Buck on Instagram for updated schedules, and we'll see you at The Buck. Now let's head back in to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip. All right. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Uh, we got Fresno and UNLV on in here as Fresno just takes the lead. 17-16 over Damon Magazoo's UNLV Rebels. Is that Damon right there that just walked across the screen? Was it? No, I don't know. Kind of looked like him. Um, we was are he intercepting the pass in the end zone against the NC State Wolfpack at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium to seal the victory. Oh, sorry. Damon Magazoo. Magazoo. Damon Magazoo. Yeah, that was when he was a freshman. He was a, fr- a freshman. Yeah. Charlie Rose. Yeah. Um, and what was I? Oh, yeah. We are just over 15 hours away from Pirate Hoops in Minji's Coliseum. So right when we're done, everybody go to bed. And uh, get ready to get up That's and right. watch some pirate hoops. Right, I uh, love crossover season. Billy, yeah. Billy during the uh, break asked me how the crowd was on Tuesday, and man, the crowd was awesome in Minji's. Pirates found themselves down sixteen yeah. points early in the ball game, and then they scratch out a win against Mercer, a, a Mercer team that has a seven foot two guy from South Africa. Guy was huge, and not huge. just tall, but huge. He was huge, big. Yeah. But uh, pirates not, a, get the not win. a lot of vertical leap though. Right, but per, yeah, but per, <laughs> pirates get the win and they're going for two and zero in the Mike Schwartz era tomorrow against Presbyterian. All right, we go. Uh, hang on, Drew JJ. We go to Bobby in West Palm Beach. Hey, Bobby. Hey guys. Um, God, tough, tough loss tonight. I know. Uh, gosh, you know we can the officiating obviously left a lot to be desired. Um, the heat, the hit on Keaton Mitchell was was huge. As you know, some of the callers have talked on or talked about. I just want to ask you guys' opinion about something. I'm watching that game, and the defense at the end, when, of course, we had, we had you know, burned a couple timeouts early in the second half that really came back to haunt us. The defense stopped Cincinnati. I think there was about 10 seconds left, and Cincinnati had to punt. And instead of bringing the house and bringing 11 guys to try and block a punt, maybe pick it up, kick a field goal to win the game, Cincinnati, they're on their side of the field. We set up for a return. I think we rushed eight. I, I, these are the things that like drive me crazy about this staff. I mean, they have done a obviously what they inherited was a dumpster fire. But you're sitting there; they're on their side of the field. Why are you setting up for a return? I mean, was our game plan to to have a ninety yard punt return to win the game? No, I mean that's I, I, a I good point. But I don't think I saw that. I, I thought I saw ten guys on the line of scrimmage because I remember thinking, "Bring the house." No. I know there was, I know there was a rusher off the edge that no. I thought should have laid out, but, but he wasn't close. If, yeah. if I remember correctly, I think they listen. I think they lined up with ten on the line of scrimmage, but they didn't bring the house. They backed out of that, which I didn't understand. Yeah, well, they need to right, right, right. I bring no value. The yeah, return guy brought. No yeah, Bobby's saying, "Why well, even have a return guy at that point?" Right. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Eleven guys. 10 blocking, that's your shot to win the game. I mean, I've been following ECU football for 35 years. If, if there's been one 90-yard return, uh, it's probably Deion Johnson against Temple in 1990. Um, I mean, I, these are things that just like, I mean, I love the staff. Like I said, they have a dumpster fire. But what is your strategy? I mean, and God knows, these Friday night games, I, I am so glad I don't have to listen to Andre Ware anymore. That poor guy is terrible as an announcer. Can't give any insight. It's worth a darn. Uh, he's ridden that Heisman for 33 years, more than any other Heisman winner has. That has nothing to offer on a broadcast. But I'm, I'm like looking for this coaching staff to do something, and they're setting up a return. I mean, that, that's inexcusable. I mean, Mike Houston can't kick extra points. He can't catch the snap on a on a, a field goal or an extra point. But by God, he can say, "We're going to bring the house here." 
and we're going to try and win this game. I mean, a ninety. I mean, that that was like unfathomable to me. And nobody on the none of the announcers said a thing about it. I mean, they're, they're I mean, Paul Andre, where he's I don't know where that guy is. He's on the moon or somewhere. Um, but this is our chance to like block the kick. I lost T.J. Lee again. Andre Ware, who was asleep at the wheel that day too in 2008. Um, <laughs> the greatest rivalry in sports is Bobby versus Andre Ware. <laughs> yeah, that guy's terrible. But I mean, I wish somebody and, and I goes great. But I wish somebody would ask Mike Houston Tuesday whenever whenever his press conferences. Why did you set up for a return down two points? Cincinnati kicking from, I don't know, what was it, their 35-yard line or something? I mean, the defense does it again. And then our, our strategy is to, like, have a chance is to a 90-yard punt return. I mean, or, or a, 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 a screen pass with 10 laterals to score a touchdown. I mean, it's... It, Which the worst part of that is it, it, it may have gotten one of your, if not the best receiver on your team, hurt on the very last play of the game. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I mean, look what that led to. I mean, it, it worked. This poor guy went through a, a terrible half hour or something where he's carried out on a stretcher. I mean, family, fans. I mean, Jesus Christ, bring the freaking house and block the punt. All right. Set up for a return. Yep. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Bobby. Houston next week, by the way. All right. Well, um, and once again, that falls under what? Special teams. Yeah. Yep. Bobby did not like that call, does not like Andre Ware. We go to Jay in Greenville next. Hey, Jay. The first Jay. How y'all doing? Jay one, what's up? Man, I uh, just disappointed like everybody else. I, uh, If you'd have told me going into the night that Holton was going to not throw an interception and play like he did, we'd have, I would have just known we'd have won that game. Um, you know, Cincinnati um, – they're a talented team. They're not what they have been, but they've always been, um, you know, one of the top two or three teams in this league every year as long as we've been in it. And, uh, you know, we uh, – them beating us like they did two years ago and, and uh, doing the fake punt and all that, I really uh, – I knew it not only meant a lot to the players but to the coaching staff. And it was just um, – I know they had a lot invested in this game. And uh, I heard for our players, um, it is just tough. And, uh, you know, I don't know if y'all Google like I do. I, um, you know, catch me bored on a night before a game um, during the week. Uh, I might Google the other team's schedule. You know, you can put Cincinnati Bearcats schedule. And um, it'll show all the, all the games they've played all year. And it'll give you about a 10-minute clip of certain games. And, uh, you know, go, coming into the night, I knew, uh, just like they have all year long, I knew that they were going to get those kind of calls. There was going to be a lot of no calls for holding in the secondary because they've gotten those calls all year. All year. It's not just tonight. It's every single game. And, uh, you know, we can talk about targeting. We can talk about all kinds of other things. There, you know, there were some holding calls that our offensive line uh, we held, no doubt about it. Uh, but that last holding call, um, you run the whole game back. That same play happened all night long on both sides of the ball, and uh, they decided to throw a flag. And uh, you know, people can call it sour grapes all they want, but it's the American Athletic Conference protecting a ranked football team. Uh, 
just like they'll do for Central Florida or, or maybe even Tulane, which, uh, you know, we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, it's all about money. And ultimately, they want to make sure that the winner of our conference has a ranked football team uh, that'll take that Cotton Bowl spot. And that's what it's all about. And, uh, you know, Steve Logan said it years ago. The referees know who's supposed to win the game. Uh, you know, they can say they're neutral all they want. But at the end of the day, uh, the flags go a certain way. And so when you're ECU, uh, you've, you've, you've got to beat the other team and you've also got to beat the six on the field and strikes. And that's just the way it is. Um, right now we're the walking wounded. And um, I hate that because coming off a of bye week, you hope that come into the last two games we'd be healthy. And instead, uh, you know, we just hope we can field a football team. So uh, um, I, I, I've called weeks before. I've uh, begged people to show up for this Houston game and senior day. I'll say it again. Uh, support these guys. They deserve it. Um, I'm real proud of the way they played tonight. Uh, they fought. They fought their tails off. And um, I'm proud of us. And uh, we're still going bowling. I don't know if we're going to have six wins, seven wins, or eight wins going into it. But we're going to go bowling somewhere. And uh, we'll have time to heal up before that bowl game. So uh, go Pirates. All right. Thanks for the call. Jay in Greenville. Well, I think calling shenanigans. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing to take out of that is going into next week, you know, you got to look at Keaton Mitchell. Um, if that if that's a concussion issue, then obviously that's something that's got to be very seriously looked at. And from what I could see on when on the CJ play, it looked like a neck situation, head or neck situation. So both of those players, anytime you talk about head and neck situations, you got to take those very seriously. So that's going to be something that's going to be talked about this week early. Sure. All right, uh, we continue on with another Jay this time in Burlington. Hey, Jay. Hello, J2. All right. Let's try Drew in Asheville. Hello, Drew. Wait a minute. We got yeah. two Drews up? <laughs> what is happening tonight? Drew won. You're up. Is this me in Asheville? That's yes, you're, it you're is. Drew number one. Hello, Drew. Hey, guys. Um, man. Tough game, I tell you. It was. I'm very proud of the way the guys have played. Um, one of those games where it was, you know, I didn't think we were going to win and I thought we could pull it out and then no quarter and just I thought we could wear down their defense because I thought we might have owned the time of possession. I don't know the um, actual statistics on that, but it was just I thought we had it, you know. Um, The big plays killed us, the kickoff return and the screen passes and whatnot, but you know, I thought maybe on the that last drive, I can't quite remember, but maybe we could have ran the ball a little bit more to maybe set up a field goal. We got to remember that last drive was without Keaton Mitchell. Correct. Yeah, I agree with that. But, you know, I felt like maybe a field goal try to win the game might have been a little bit better than a fourth and seven or a fourth and ten. Yeah, I think the last series there, they went incomplete, three-yard run, incomplete, incomplete. I think they ran it once, the last four downs. Yeah, so I just don't know if we could have ran the ball a little bit more to maybe just give the field goal 
try a shot, you know what I mean? I just, I, I don't know, but that's just my feelings. Um, I hope Keaton is okay. I mean, he had a concussion last uh, two weeks ago against BYU and this week. Um, man, it's just, it's just hard being a pirate, you know, and I love this team to death, and I just hope that I can't be there next weekend in Greenville, but I just hope people show up and give this team – the seniors, the love and support that they deserve for getting us as fans, being in mid-November, a primetime television game against a team that has been the standard of the conference. You know, like I just, I just hope the fans show up, and I hope they get to the point where next year the conference games are, you know, UTSA and Rice and whatnot but show up the pool for the pirates and i really hope that the fans do that and i just really appreciate everything that coach houston has done and hopefully we do what we need to do to keep him um and i'm just proud to be a pirate yes it's horrible to lose this game because we had it we definitely had it i feel like we were the better team and all I can say is go Pirates and just as as fans of the program and everybody that's calling in and alumni, just be supportive of this team because I think we have things headed in the right direction. And, you know, something was brought up by getting Mason Garcia some playing time, and that has to happen. You know, I'm planning on going to Ann Arbor next year, and it could be tough if Mason doesn't get playing time and we go into Michigan next year and it's his first game as a, you know, or, or second game as a starter. I guess he started against Navy last, a couple years ago, but, you know, we got to be ready and we got to support the team. We're headed in the right direction and we have to be proud. Yes, special teams. Yes, the, the holder laces out. I mean, that, 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 that has to be fixed. Either it's the holder or the special teams coach. I don't know if that's Tim Douse or who it is, but we cannot have those issues this late in the season when we've already had the issues earlier in the season. It has to be fixed. we got to do it. We're good enough to win these games, and we're there, and we're back to where we need to be. All I got to say is go Pirates. All right, Drew. Thanks for the call tonight. Did you look up time of possession? I did. It's pretty eye-popping. Yeah. 36-and-a-half to 22-and-a-half in ECU's favor. Well, and the funny thing is, if you look at the stat sheets, I mean, East Carolina pretty much dominated the stat sheets. There's a couple, you know, like you said, hidden yardage situations in there that made a difference. Of course, first downs, ECU 22, Cincinnati 13 in the first downs uh, category. Total yardage, we had talked about that early in the show, 457 for ECU, 310 uh, for Cincinnati. And, of course, East Carolina, and one of the biggest stats that we always talk about is the turnover stats. East Carolina had one turnover. They had that one uh, uh, interception. They did not turn the ball over at all. But, of course, special teams, the hidden yardage, if you look at the return yards, East Carolina had 39 return yards. And, of course, Cincinnati had 178 return yards, 100 of those on that one kickoff return for a touchdown. So, you know, you, you, you gotta, you've you got to play good in all aspects of the game because if you look at the stat sheet, East Carolina outplayed Cincinnati in a lot of areas but didn't win on the, ball, on the uh, scoreboard. The rushing yardage is crazy as well to see East Carolina play against a big physical team like Cincinnati. Right. And 
outrun them the way they did all right let's go to another drew this time in texas hey drew yeah we were clearly the better team it was a disappointing loss um give you a little background on me i uh, grew up an ecu fan from birth my dad's alumni class of 76 um i went to university of alabama and my freshman year was shoeless last year and i just want to make a comment that this this pirate team is so similar to the 2007 Alabama team, and I know that might seem far fetched, but um, when we we had that year, the first year with Saban, we played Georgia, who was ranked number three. College game day was there. I was actually on the front row. It was awesome. Um, we lost to Georgia in overtime. Matt Stafford on the very first play threw an unbelievable ball. They called a touchdown. They win. We played LSU, that was ranked number one, and Glenn Dorsey. You know, who was a monster for LSU, forced a fumble, um, and we ended up losing that game in a heartbreaker. And then, you know, the part that most people don't remember from this whole dynasty is we actually lost to Louisiana Monroe, okay? And Louisiana Monroe was horrible that year. It was such a crazy loss. It was outrageous. And that's kind of similar to our loss to Navy. Um, some notes that I took in the game tonight, um, you know, everybody's talking about that, re- that kickoff return. I wanted to bring up an interesting note that nobody's really talked about. But I noticed that not only did the returner do this, but also the running back for Cincinnati was doing this, where it seemed like they were running passive. Um, did y'all notice that as well? They were kind of like running passive, and then it's like it almost like it lulled us to sleep. And then the second that he broke that one tackle, he instantly showcased his 100% speed, and he was gone. Yeah. But, I mean, it was a very weird play, you know, where – like I said, we just kind of got lulled to sleep where I feel like our tacklers were just kind of like, oh, man, he's going down easy. Oh, shit. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, um, can't say. Know, when- yeah. All right, thanks, Drew. You had a good call going there, but don't say the S word. Even at this time of night. All right, 317-1250. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Mason, John, Mike, hang on as we hit the 1 o'clock hour here on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. We'll be back with more on this show that I just said the name of after this. <laughs> You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, 317-1250 on the Pit Electric Live line. If you get booted for cursing, don't call back in. We got more callers. Call back next week. Thank you. Mike, John, hang on. Let's go to Mason in Greenville. Hello, Mason. Mason in Greenville. Hello, Mason. Hey, I just want to say one thing. I'm a big fan of the show. It's entertaining after we lose. Yeah, well, sometimes unfortunately more so entertaining after we lose. <laughs> I want to I want to give props to y'all. I don't know how I could sit there that long after a loss, especially sober like that. But. <laughs> Who said we were sober? <laughs> Mason, Mason, you're assuming a lot, man. We got alcohol here. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, look, uh, I know we took the L tonight, but, you know, this team, they played their hearts out tonight, and I'm, you know, proud of them. They took some cheap shots, and it's not easy playing on the road against the refs and, you know, all that stuff. I also want to say that um, it was pretty cool to see 
Houghton get back on his feet after that late hit. Good for him. And I don't, I hope CJ's doing well. I know he took that late that late shot, but I hope that team's doing well and we can come back, bounce back next week against Houston. But it is what it is. I also want to say one more thing to Jackson and Banner Elk. You can suck it. State blows. And I don't even know why you're on this talk show. You got nothing else to do with your life. But that's it. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mason. <laughs> Mason in Greenville. We go next to Williamston and talk to John. Hey, John. John Boy. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How hey, are you? John. Well, it's a little late to be asking that. I appreciate y'all taking my call. But, you know, I first just want to say I think our program is in such a better position than it was when Mike Houston took over. I do find it frustrating, you know, someone who's watched the team for a long time to see schools like Cincinnati and Tulane and Central Florida and Houston and SMU and Memphis, you know, succeeding so much in our conference. And I know, you know, we've had, we've been above average the past two years. It's just, it's frustrating, you know, when you turn on Tulane and they have 5,000 people in the stands and they're, they're eight and one. And, you know, I just hope that maybe we can turn that momentum. I don't, I don't know what it takes, you know, looking at the new conference and the teams coming in are just, you know, they're big market teams, but they're not, they're not teams that'll put people in the stands. So, you know, I just wonder, you know, those new groups, new, new teams like Charlotte and FAU that are in big markets, are, are they going to come in and, and blow by us like SMU and Memphis? Uh, I don't understand and, you know, I don't think it's the players' fault. I think Coach Houston again has done a great job. I just find it frustrating, and I, I don't know if it's an overall institutional failure that ECU has been blown by a team like Cincinnati. I mean, just just open up the record books. I mean, that used to be practically a homecoming game for us, and now they're playing in the college football playoff. And yeah, I mean, they had a sold-out crowd tonight, but. I mean, 40,000 fans. Um, I mean, imagine if we could do something like that at East Carolina, what it would look like on national television. So, you know, props Coach Houston and the staff, but I just wonder institutional-wise what we're doing to, to put ourselves in the in the best place moving forward. And, and, you know, that's it. And I appreciate you guys. Love the show. Thanks for your time. All right, John. Uh, I mean, definitely frustrating. All those things you said. I was I'm, Luke Fickle's first year at Cincinnati was 2017. East Carolina beat Cincinnati that season. Luke Fickle got it turned around very fast. There, 11 wins in 18, 11 wins in 19, and then nine and one, 13 and one, and currently uh, sitting at eight and two on this season. So a bit he had a, a bit of a head start on Mike Houston, but he got that thing rolling and. 
for ECU to to stay up where they are right now and to be even better, I mean, I think we got the right man for the job. Yeah, I think so, too. Now, think about this, too. Think about how many times East Carolina would have been in a situation like this, going on the road as an underdog, playing a team like Cincinnati, who has very talented players, uh, on a 31-game home winning streak and not get blown out in that game. And if you think about it, East Carolina, you know, this is the coulda, woulda, shoulda year. We've said that. Listen to this. East Carolina's losses this year, one-point loss to NC State. Then you've got a three-point loss in double overtime to Navy. The only kind of blowout, real disappointment, was to a very good two-lane team on the road, 24-9. to And then, of course, tonight, a two-point loss on the road at Cincinnati. There's none of these big blowout crazy losses like we've seen the last few years this team is a good solid team they're just they're just a tick away they've got you know some issues they've got to get fixed we've talked about it at nauseum with the special teams third down conversions on third and long situations on defense and uh this this could be a different a totally different season yeah all right uh we go next to mike in charlotte hello mike you got me quick yes sir uh so your one rule is what uh no cussing i mean I guess that we probably have more rules than that, but that's an important one. You can't talk about Clip's mom or anything like that. I'd appreciate you not. Well, uh, rule number two, and this this might ban me in the future, but uh, you should never let Atticus's friends ever come on the show again. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. But uh, he's he's a good time. But uh, I just wanted to uh, bring up if you look at tonight's game, and uh, in terms of conference implications what was the last time that we had a game like this with conference implications of this magnitude would you say rakeem kato marshall mm. that was a brutal game I well well i wasn't how about any of the card years maybe i don't know but yeah i know what you're saying yeah that was what week 12 the last week of the season against marshall right that was the game to get us into the yeah. uh, CUSA championship game. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if we had a game ever in the American. Did we have a game to get us to the American title? Uh, no, not towards the end of the year. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, we'll say Marshall. Marshall. Should have got him to the uh, AAC. That's all I got. <laughs> Pleasure talking to you guys. I don't, I don't understand. I got a little confused on that, too. Is he saying that Marshall, that Marshall should, should be in the, American? A, in the American Athletic Conference? Who cares? Yeah. Why do we care? <laughs> tell you what, we're not letting Atticus's friends call in anymore. That's the next what, I, rule. I would, I would rather see Marshall than FAU in the American. Sure, me too. But right now at at one thirteen a.m. after this loss, I don't care. Couldn't care less <laughs> about Marshall. Don't care. Kevin is up next in Greenville. Hey, Kevin. Hey, what's going on, guys? So, I think for me, what's really disappointing about tonight's loss is earlier in the season, you know, we were looking at uh, UCF, BYU, Cincinnati, and it's like, all right, if we could just get one upset and then, you know, pretty much use that as our bowl eligibility, then, you know, hey, we're all happy. Well, then you you beat UCF. I mean, manhandle them. Um, You beat BYU. And then you kind of get that false hope of, Hey, you know, we go in there, we'll beat Cincinnati. Now we're, you know, going, you know, hopefully contending for a uh, conference title. And uh, so I think that's, you know, 
you kind of start building that false hope. But I'm not going to say false hope because the, um, I mean, we were there. You know, it, it was a very winnable game. Um, and that's just what makes it hurt. Um, but Let me disagree with you just a little bit going into the season. I had East Carolina 7-5. and five. A lot of people had them more 8-4, and four, whatever. And the, the bowl game, making a bowl game, I think, was the baseline, mm-hmm. the floor of our expectations going into this year. And also, when you talked about winning one of those games, I agree with that part, but that had you beaten Navy as a, you know as a win. So we're we're playing catch up on these wins now. But I don't know. I, maybe you had lower expectations going into the year than than I did or others. No, and I mean, and I I was looking. I was at a hopeful seven wins, um, and of course, Navy being one of those wins. And you're right, you know, having to pick play uh, catch up, but. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, but hey, this, this team—they, um, they've—they've—I think they've shocked a lot of us. And really, you know, four years ago, um, we would be loving to have this team. We would be completely okay with the season, you know. So, um, you know, but one of the biggest things that I want to kind of, that I really want to kind of um, talk about is I've seen a lot of comments um, of people saying, "Well, I wish they would have put Keaton back in," but. The coach's number one job is the player's safety. If you think, hey, oh, you know, he might have a concussion, pull him. I mean, Lynn is not important at that point, you know. Um, and as soon as he took that hit, I knew, all right, he's out of the game. There's no way. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's pretty much all I wanted to say. And um, also, Clip, I hope you haven't conceded from the election. Um, and all right thank you for voting for me kevin what was it soil and water yeah i did not ask for the vote but i appreciate it i did see that yeah did troy get more votes than you oh yeah troy's uh actively campaigning gotcha Gotcha. uh i would like to say i have i took no campaign funds (laughs) 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 i didn't even know i was going to get a vote uh kevin you're right four years ago if we told us we'd have this record, we would be thrilled. But expectations change. A lot has changed That's from four years ago. Sports. Yeah. That's the beauty of sports is that expectations change not only year to year, but week to week. Think about where we were. <laughs> three and three? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's exactly what I was going to say. You're <laughs> yeah. three and three. Then you go on a three-game winning streak. And all of a sudden, going from, if you remember, callers saying there's no way we're going to get bowl eligible oh, yeah. when they're three and three. Yeah. There's no way we're going to get three more wins. Then after three wins, you're talking about winning out and getting to an AAC championship so yeah. expectations change from week to week and then when you have a game like this that you feel like you know you let one slip right through your fingers it's tough it hurts uh, but that's the good thing and like I said rolling through the schedule looking at at where East Carolina is this year there's still a lot to be proud of there's still a lot to play for and I mean you know if you'd have told me going into the season that you know they'd win eight games which is still very possible um, well, I, I mean, I expect to beat Houston. I do too, and I, you know, we had said, and I think I was with you as well. Seven and five on the season, starting out. Now I, I'm now I expect eight and four. Yeah, two more. All right, we have open lines three one seven twelve fifty one seventeen a.m. So if you're uh, up late and lonely, give us a call. Oh, here comes the music. <laughs> 317-1250. Back with more on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show after this.
You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, uh, USC is uh, extending their lead over Colorado right now. They're just boat racing them. It's 55-17 is that score in the fourth quarter. Fresno State now leads UNLV 24-19 in the fourth quarter. College basketball, uh, a couple of games, uh, late games, have gone final. UC Irvine knocks off number 21, Oregon, 69-56. And at number 19, San Diego State beats BYU 82-75. Finals from earlier today, number 14, TCU beat Lamar 77-66. Number 24, Dayton beat SMU 74-62. Number 4, Kentucky beats Duquesne 77-52. And number 7, Duke drubbed South Carolina Upstate 84-38. And that is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. It is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates, and they're open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. You can follow The Buck on Instagram for updated schedules, and we'll see you at The Buck. Now let's head back into the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Cliff. Thank you very much, Shirley Rhodes. Chandler Honeycutt here with us late night. Billy Weaver alongside. Uh, Pirate Forever on YouTube says, Start Garcia. I don't think Mason Garcia is starting on Holt Naylor's senior day next week. <laughs> uh mark says y'all have so many commercials mark thank you for noticing advertisers uh, are aware of how popular this show is and how many people are watching and listening and tuned in and calling so they want to be a part of the pirate radio machine and they know great watchers like you will go and uh spend your hard earned money hard earned money at these great advertisers so mark thank you for uh noticing that that way clip can get his big paycheck yeah this is uh free radio and video that we give you and that's how it works in the radio business advertising we'll get into it uh, another time but uh thank you for noticing hunter is up in wilmington on the pit electric live line on the u.s sailor fifth quarter calling show hello hunter hey clip hey billy how are y'all doing uh you know just want to start by saying super proud of the pirates been uh hell of a heck of a year sorry don't 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 get me on that but uh you know cliff i i gotta ask you you've watched wrestling growing up right i did does it ever kind of cross your mind sometimes you're watching these games on espn like tonight where you just see things that kind of seem staged and kind of just seems you know not not in line with with how things are supposed to go you know i i love pirates so much but it's extremely frustrating when you watch primetime games and you see the things that go on and it's almost like it's like wrestling what's your comment on that i know what everybody wants to hear right now i know what everybody and i want i know what you want me to say right now hunter i don't know maybe i just don't want to believe that the fix is entirely in uh my late grandfather uh clip senior told me uh that all sports are rigged so if he was alive he'd be listening to the show (laughs) and he'd say hunter you're exactly right the fix is in it's all phony it's all predetermined all that i don't want to believe that i don't believe that but uh you are not alone in your thoughts hunter i know that much i don't believe it either uh you know sports is is something especially in pitt county growing up with the pirates is such a big deal and, and we've 
clawed back from the depths of the Scotty Montgomery era and, and gotten back to where Houston's taken us extremely proud, still proud of tonight. You know, like everybody said, not beating a, a dead horse, special teams, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you, you still got to be proud for what the boys put out there on the field. You go into a place like Cincinnati where ESPN just – you know that it's a better outcome for them to see a team like Cincinnati win tonight, and it's just very frustrating because Holton, CJ, and you know, Clip, I went to Conley with you, it's super proud of those boys. They lay their heart out every night, and to see something like that happen, it's just very frustrating. And, you know, the wrestling comment, yeah, look, man, I, I get it. Sports, it, it, I hope it's not rigged either. But when you watch a game tonight, and, and let me touch on one thing that really just grinds my gears. The two-point conversion not getting reviewed, can you? Can anybody explain that? I can't. I, no, no, we were scratching our heads at the same situation. There's, there, there's just no way to explain that. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't at least take a look at it. Explain that and say, hey, Hunter, this is what happened. This is the reason for that. There's, there's no explanation. Call the uh, the office. I mean, look, you've got Steve Logan with the famous. Uh, somebody said it earlier. The refs know who's supposed to win that yeah. line. Yeah, Jeff Charles, who calls it by the book. Some people get mad at him because he's not enough of a homer. Right, has told me that you know, Clamp. When you play these SEC teams and you break a long run, you can go ahead and look down the field. There'll be a flag somewhere on you. So there's something to that. That. Uh, but I, I, I want to believe that everything's on the up and up, I guess. I, I agree with it, man. Hey, I, I appreciate what you boys do. Go Pirates. We're going to be in there next weekend for the Houston game. And, and you know what? We're just going to keep on keeping on, man. Go Pirates. All right. All right Thanks, man. Hunter. Hunter in Wilmington. All right. 317-1250. I might have went to high school with this guy, unless there's another Justin in Portland that's a Pirate fan. Hello, Justin. <laughs> You 100% went to high school with me, man. It's like a reunion show here. <laughs> What's up, Justin? I, hey, how you doing, man? Yeah. Hey, hey, Justin, before you start, I have to ask you one thing. Was Clip part of the Cool Kids Club, or was he in the uh, Freaks and Geeks? Nerd! Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Clip rolled with the Cool Kids a little bit, you know? Like, he was he was in that in that crew. I like to think go. I kind of got along with everybody, Justin, but maybe everybody thinks you, that. You, but. Actually, you did. You did. I like I was a man of the people. There you go. Yeah, yeah you were. You appreciated everybody, and you were you were nice to everyone. Thanks, Justin. Uh, well, you know, uh, uh, I want to say this. I, it was nice seeing Conrad get that 47-yard field goal this evening. Um, I think it was a career long for him. Uh, that, was, that was great. Uh, I hated how things ended up and how the game went, but, you know, the fight, you know, like years back when you go down a couple – couple scores it's like oh i don't, I don't think it's going to work out and we're, we're always in a football game we're always in a football game and that's just awesome to see so um you know i hated hated the loss but you know i just still like where the where the team's going yeah i mean there were years you, you've been around justin all these people who were tuned in that we were dying and begging for close games those oh, years absolutely. where we started the fifth quarter in the, like the third quarter or fourth quarter uh, but uh, 
Yeah, we're we're in them. You got to win them. I mean, that's three this year that could have been W's that uh, turned out to be L's for the Pirates. Yeah, it's just sometimes you never you don't know which which games hurt worse, the blowout losses or the the tough losses by one point or an overtime or a missed kick here or a missed opportunity there. So sometimes you just don't know which ones. Well, I tell you what, we're talking a lot more about State Navy and this one than we will when we were kind of manhandled by Tulane. Yeah, so the ones that hurt abs- worse. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Those close ones. Yeah, yep. exactly. But look, I just want to let y'all know I appreciate y'all, and I just wanted to give y'all a call from the West Coast. Yeah, kind of still early where Justin is out in Portland. Oh, yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's thirty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Justin. Thanks, man. Good to hear from you. Uh, yeah, have a good evening. All right, you too. Uh, we will take another break. Come back. More commercials, Mark. Just for you. I want you to listen in closely these awesome ads we got coming up during this time out we'll go enjoy some late night parkers back in the back thanks to parkers barbecue for the awesome pre-game and post-game spread make it a parkers weekend three locations in greenville to serve you they ship nationwide parkersbbq.com more of your calls if you're still up with us yeah and coming up later your brown and wood drive of the game we're gonna be having our drive of the game and billy weaver's souped up jeep Ooh, when we return after this You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, back with you on the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call-in show. 317-1250. Let's get to our drive of the game brought to you by Brown and Wood. Serving the Pirate Nation and Eastern North Carolina since 1937. Brown and Wood, your number one dealership in Greenville. Brown and Wood on Greenville Boulevard, Greenville online. Brown and Wood Alto. Dot com Billy Weaver, what is our drive of the game this evening? It was nine plays, 74 yards, uh, four minutes and 54 seconds in time of possession. It was uh, in the third quarter. When East Carolina was uh, on a fourth and one situation, that's when they call that timeout. And when they called that timeout, I thought, man, this this could end up biting us in the mm-hmm. you know what at the end of the game, which actually did. Uh, but they Keaton called Mitchell, the timeout, and then the, immediately there was a penalty. The right? penalty, yeah. right, right, and then Keaton Mitchell on the very next play after that took it uh, into the end zone off the left side. So that is our Brown and Wood drive of the game. The drive of the game. Uh, we have open lines if you want to get in here late night. Three one seven twelve fifty. But right now, Billy, we have time for you to give us your thoughts. Uh, hadn't we done that the last two and a half hours? <laughs> right now, so? it's time to hear Chandler's, <laughs> Chandler's thoughts. thoughts. Chandler Honeycutt. Chandler. Old Honeybuds. Your thoughts on the game. The specialist. White chocolate. Yeah. I mean, a gut punch. A gut punch where you, at one point in this game, you, you look and you start the game out with a safety and... You go down, and, and I'm never a fan of field goals. I just I want to go down and, and score every time. I mean, you take the points whenever you want to. Um, well, that's why I said this was such a big play when Keaton Mitchell stepped out of bounds. Right. Um, 
I mean, obviously, it was it, it, not his fault as far yeah. as that goes. You know, he was forced to, to the sidelines, losing balance, just stepped out of bounds. But had that been a touchdown in that situation, that's a 9 nothing lead right there because you're assuming the extra point. Uh, you know, you've had the safety after that, but instead of that, it's 5 what five nothing then yeah. on the ensuing kickoff is when that 100 you're, yard you're kickoff selling for, you're selling for a field goal it's five yeah. to nothing and then i mean you, then you find yourself down 21 to five and, and, and if you're a pirate fan and i know i sat there and thought well man like this is going to be an uphill battle and next thing you know the pirates are leading 25 to 24 going into the fourth quarter but for the third or fourth game of the year you go back to special teams and, yeah. and you know there's so many special teams woes and errors where it just cost you the game and you can you could talk about the the wide left field goal you could talk about uh, and to me I, i'm going to go back every time to a kickoff return where the pirates had him stopped around yeah. the 20 yard yep. line mm-hmm. and he breaks the tackle and the only guy he has to beat is owen daffer and so i mean the pirates get a stop there at the 20 i have confidence that the pirate the pirate defense can get off the field and get the ball back for this ECU offense. So, I mean, you, when you look at the errors, it all goes back to special teams. And, you know, you look at the state game, you look at the Navy game, and you look at, uh, you know, s- some other games here and there. But I don't know. This is just – this is a game where the Pirates were ready to win. They were set up to win. And it just slipped through the hands uh, of ECU tonight. And it just – it stinks. And it, it's a gut punch. But – and I'm getting I'm I'm getting to where I'm tired of these games where you're losing at the last second. You're losing these games, and this is you're a, about tired of it, Chandler. I'm tired. You're about fed up. I'm fed up. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I can't do anything about it. That's the thing that's that hurts. the frustrating thing, that, right? That, that's that's the, that's the thing that hurts is that yep. there's nothing I can do about it. You can't get uh, you can't but, get in there and spin that ball around and get the laces out. But as the, that's what's really frustrating them. But, you could make a difference as a holder, yeah. But as you a could. specialist, as the specialist, ooh, the the specialist. That's what my nickname uh, is, the, right? Yeah, the, the nickname, the, the specialist. Yeah. Um, I thought it was it, the sports guy. He's got like eight nicknames, but he likes to the see specialist. to see special teams be where the Pirates can be a nine and one team or an eight and two team. Mm. It stinks to see that that's the reason. That's what's holding this team back. And obviously, there there were some times tonight where you know referees missed some blown calls. I mean, picking up the the, the pass interference on C.J. Yeah. Johnson. Um, the, there was I don't know if anybody else saw it, but there was a block in the back on that screen pass on the bubble screen where they scored a touchdown. Oh yeah, yeah. There was there a was. block in the yeah. back on Chance mm-hmm. Bates. Yep, as clear Absolutely. as day. That mm-hmm. was that was not called. So you can you can look at the refs and you can look at the missed calls, but special teams and it's been the story of the year. Special teams comes up and cost the Pirates a game, and it's it's the, and the, tonight's the what third or fourth game where special you look back and special teams is where the problem three, lies. Three absolutely. So I mean, it, it just stinks, and it stinks that every time, whether it's a chip shot field goal or an extra point, you're having to hold your breath yeah. to see if it's going to go through the uprights. Yeah. That's that's a problem. If you're sitting there and you're having to sit there and, and glue your eyes open to the TV to see if you make an extra point or a chip shot field goal, something's wrong. And there's something wrong with special teams. So, I don't know. Yeah, and I think something else that went overlooked as well, late in the game when you need to pin 
Cincinnati back deep, you get a 30 yard punt, and they are starting their field position at what the 35, yeah, 40 yard line, 40. about the 40 yeah. yard line. And uh, is, if matter if my memory serves me correctly, I think they ended up scoring on that drive. On it wasn't a might have been a field goal, uh, but Cincinnati did score um after that short punt so you know little things like that just make a big deal Oh man i didn't even think about the, the short yeah. punt 30 yard punt and i know somebody i know a caller this is not special teams um uh but a caller mentioned other uh while ago the two-point conversion was not reviewed which was no. kind of which is kind of strange and I, I remember you saying like oh it's incomplete and then we watched the replay and right. i was like billy it could, i yeah. said billy I, I think we have something here and i don't even think it was looked at it, it wasn't because and the thing is i remember looking at at regular speed it looked like he didn't have possession and then once he gained possession of the ball that left foot was well out of bounds but then on the replay and showing it in slow-mo there was that potential where he could have had it pinned up against his shoulder um, now, whether or not the officials would have ruled that um, uh, possessing the football because he had the the one the right foot down and then the left foot, so I, it, it at the very least should have been looked at at the very least. Absolutely, and I'll say this: I'm thankful because I as a student, I went through four years of seeing this program at the bottom of the barrel, seeing this program at its worst. And to have meaning, meaningful football in November, and having a hope at the conference championship, I mean, I mean, and you, you want to go back and you want to win this game, but to be in a game on the road at Cincinnati and losing by two, I mean, I don't know. I, it's just I'm thankful to see East Carolina football competing for something like that late in the season well i tell you what you know what's nice for me to see and we've seen a lot of these especially on thursday night football games any kind of prime time game this was a national audience that's watching this game last week or excuse me two weeks ago uh same situation they went on a last second field goal byu they went toe-to-toe with cincinnati a lot of people nationally now know the cincinnati brand because of what happened last year luke fickles really turned that program around so the good thing is is the last two nights on a friday night prime time east carolina has shown out and i'll say this too um i go saying uh does ecu win if keaton mitchell doesn't get knocked out steve ullman who is now at tulane big big game tomorrow for tulane against uh ucf he quotes graphics guy at ecu he quote tweets uh steve and i goes tweet and says not a doubt he had a run of 19 20 and 28 yards in the third quarter and he was, I mean, that was the game plan coming out of halftime was let Keaton Mitchell yeah. take control of this game. And in the third quarter, as Steve mentioned, had a run of 19 yards, 20 yards, and 28. And I think that, and we mentioned it earlier, that gun run, which, I mean, an impressive run by very stout, true freshman running back. But if that <laughs> if that's Keaton Mitchell, guys, I'm telling you, that's to the house. You remember yeah. that crazy play that came back because of a penalty? Where Ehlers threw it across the body, across the field to Keaton. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was like, well, this is a waste. It was like a third down short route. And he catches it, outruns the guy, gets a first down. Came back due to holding, but just plays like that, that he makes. And, and it, it seems like Keaton Mitchell always gets stronger as the game goes on. Uh, and they, he really starts to wear on defenses. And I felt that tonight. I, I had there, I remember specifically in a point of the game, I'm thinking, okay, 
Keaton's going to start wearing on this defense. He's not one of those pounding, bruising kind of guys, but he's so shifty. He's one, he's a guy that. Um, a lot of defenses exude a lot of energy trying to chase down and make sure that they try to keep him corralled. So he's not going to he's not going to beat and bang you and bruise you, but he'll wear down defenses in, in his own kind of way. And I, I was thinking, you know, this is this is where the running game is going to be very key. And then that hit, and that just changed the whole the the whole complexion of the end of that game and you know pirates give up a field goal right before halftime 24 to 12 the way the pirates came out after halftime mm-hmm. and answered and drove down the field and punched it in for a touchdown yep. i felt so confident in the pirates winning this game yeah that was because i had so game. much confidence in this blake harrell defense of getting a stop which they did which they did and the pirates were able to take a lead there late and uh i mean and defense lets them go down and score a field goal but like we said earlier there's so many different you know situations in this game where it could have gone a different way and i'm sure it's been mentioned several times in this Colin show but there were so, and this is something we've take, taken pride in as the ecu football program this year is penalties and i think we've had tonight there were so many untimely penalties yeah especially you, t- you go back to the the fourth down and one conversion where uh holton got the first down there was a holding i believe on isaiah foot mm-hmm. um there was a, a a false start on maybe i think a fourth and one it backed up the pirates to a fourth and six and they had to punt um so and there was a lot of times tonight where the pirates just got some very bad penalties where it just put them in tough situations and that's just how how things go i guess yeah because they didn't have a whole lot of penalties for a whole lot of yards i think it was six penalties for 55 yards but like you said penalties in bad situations it was a tough one. Clip, all right. you all right? Yep. We get to talk about this one all next week, too, yeah. on Pirate Radio Live. Looking forward to that. Sorry if I talk too long, Clip. You're all good, buddy. You can talk as long as you want. I don't uh, want to talk long. <laughs> this guy, I think it's, he says, hey, screw you, Chandler. I'm the best around. I was there in 1991. Is he making a Troy reference? Chandler, If would you do, if a listener, a viewer had a request for you, and it was a uh, – He's been playing the hits all night. His name is Mark. He said a little scary diss track incoming earlier. Yeah. He said uh, seven damn gaps yeah. earlier. He said something about I woke up feeling like Chandler or something. If he asked you to do something, would you do it on our last segment when we return? What did he ask? Would you? Yes. Would you? Will you do it? Sure. Why not? All right. It's one thirty in the morning. <laughs> it's one. It's one forty-seven in the morning. Why not? All he asked you was, "Hey, Chandler." Will you let's see the new car? Can you post your car on the feeding end? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. I, I did see that comment. Mark wants to see the new car. That's okay. it. All right. All right, let's take our break. Last call for your calls, 317-1250. We'll come back and wrap it up on the US Sailor fifth quarter call in show after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you for the final time tonight, this morning, on the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call-in show. Uh, Don asking any update on C.J. Johnson. Haven't heard nor seen anything since uh, the end of the game there where he was 
carted off and put into a uh, hospital or into a an ambulance to go to uh, a hospital to receive medical attention. And again, uh, hopefully precautionary, but uh, we shall see. Uh, John Moody, three minutes ago, a uh, new line alert. Chandler guessed the line, East Carolina at home against Presbyterian on Saturday. What do you got? East Carolina minus nine and a half. Okay. I would have gone something there, maybe even north of that. This makes me a little nervous. Oh, God. East Carolina minus four and a half. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Pirates were a dog yeah. at home the yeah. other night against Mercer. Against Mercer. Uh, I believe were, it was one and a half. Yeah, one and a half. So, yeah. buddy, we're in for a dog fight yes, tomorrow in Minji's. With the blue hose. Just the way I like it. Yep. The Presbyterian blue hose. Uh, Billy, I'm going to give this one to you, all right? David says, tough decision here. Dinner today, tonight. Cheeseburgers with all the fixings on the grill. Or shake and bake pork chops with loaded smashed red potatoes and asparagus. Oh, oh. Had, uh, you had me until asparagus. <laughs> what, what was the first one? All right. You've got cheeseburgers with all the fixings on the grill yeah. or shake and bake pork chops with loaded smashed red potatoes. I'm going on the grill. Going on the grill. I was thinking burgers. Going, going burgers on the grill. All right. Got it. You can't go wrong. You know what, Billy? I like the way you. Everybody loves burgers! <laughs> God, that was aggressive. <laughs> we played too many commercials. When you start reciting them like that, um, I like the way you made. You know what? You made your decision, and you're sticking with it. Yes. Burgers, uh, yeah. solid decision. Yeah. Chandler, did you post your uh, car? Yes. Hold on, I want to put a caption. All right, Mark uh, wants to see the car. W- what is the car? So I didn't. I didn't look. Chan- by the way, folks, we do have. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes of Pirate Radio that we don't talk about on the show. But Billy Weaver here is like high-stepping Deion Sanders with his Jeep. <laughs> Billy's got these uh, these lights he can control on his Jeep with his phone. I guess it's an app. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, they have different colors, different styles. Yep, yep. So Chandler just had a Jeep that died, and Billy's out <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, he, he shows up tonight, and he's like, hey, check out what these lights do. And I'm like, sweet, awesome, cool. He's like, yeah, man, it's awesome, and yeah. Oh, watch this. They spin. These lights spin. I'm like, oh, cool. I can awesome. put Christmas colors on there. We're like, my Billy, phone is- no, his Jeep just died. Billy doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care. spitting on the grave. I mean, Jesse. it's literally like uh, he doesn't know. Like, read a room. <laughs> read a room. All right, here's, here's the new car I'm about to post right there. There's the new car. Um, it's a 06 Toyota Corolla that I'm driving around uh, temporarily. So there it is. It, it takes it, a while for it to. Oh, you can see it right here. Yeah, there it is. There's and, the, um, the new Chandler. Yeah, right? yep. the Chandler mobile. It, it's a different vibe for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, hey, look, I don't I, look. It's, it's good on gas mileage. I believe it's yes. between thirty and forty miles to the gallon. That's awesome. My Jeep gets fifteen miles to the gallon. So my, be proud my, of that. Jesse did. Jesse did too. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Um, Jesse didn't have them cool lights. No, Jesse, Jesse didn't have them cool lights. But Jesse was a friend. But this car is good on gas, and it, it it drives pretty good. So it gets me around. It gets me to places I need to be. And uh, in the sales world, I'm driving around all around town. Yeah, so it, yep. it gets me to. I understand. It gets me around Greenville and the greater Pitt County area. So, 
that is what I'm riding with there, Mark. So enjoy that. Indulge in that. Okay, Chandler, you say, that, on that. you say that's a temporary ride. So what is the, what's the goal for the... Another Jeep. Another Jeep. Four-door. Ooh, ooh, step it up. Yep, it was a two-door. Jesse was a two-door. Yeah. Um, and uh, What year I, was Jesse? Oh, two. Oh, two. She was an O2. Okay, okay. Yep. Can we stop talking about her? Did <laughs> <laughs> uh, she break your heart? No. Uh, uh, this play might have been brought up. This is like PJ Walker to uh, DJ Moore, where it was a, an amazing play, but you lost, so it won't be thought of. You know, it won't be talked about. The Holton Nailers and E on YouTube says third down. Wasn't it fourth down? Or oh, it, was, it, was, it was fourth, fourth and down. eleven. It was fourth yeah, and was eleven. Fourth down. Pressure he, coming down on Holton Nailers. About to be tackled. He had. He a, was wrapped up and going down. Yeah, he had a defender on his waist. He was going down, threw the ball to the sidelines, and we all were just amazed at uh, him even completing, getting the ball off and getting it in the vicinity of the uh, receiver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, I, I was just like, how did he complete that pass? But that was a great pass. It if really they was. win, that is like the play of that a would lifetime. That be the play of the game. It's still a great play, but it's going to kind of be lost in history. Uh, but an awesome play there. All right. Um, uh, Todd says, pimping around town on Facebook. David says, nothing says... <laughs> <laughs> David says nothing says ex athlete like rolling up in that. <laughs> and then Mark on YouTube, who was wanting the vo- the photo, says she's a beaut. Love it. Point A to point B, baby. That's all that matters. If if the vehicle that you're driving gets you to, from point A to point yeah. B, that's all that matters. Chandler yeah. was worried about not you know being able to pick up chicks, and I asked him, <laughs> I asked him how many he was pulling with the Wrangler. He said, "Okay, good point." <laughs> It might not be a net gain, but it's not going to be a loss. <laughs> I mean, you're going to be breaking even there. All right. Um, Shirley, you ready to go? Yes. All right. I'll, yes. Take, I'll take that yes as a yes, yes queen. <laughs> yes. We are out of here. Enjoy your Saturdays off, people. We'll see you next Saturday. What time? I don't know. And neither do you. We'll find out. Here in the next couple of uh, days, Weave, thanks for hanging out late night with us, man. Not a problem. I've only uh, been up since 6 a.m. this morning. (laughs) Go get some rest. Shirley, great job as always, ma'am. Chandler, sir, you know how much you mean to me. And I'll see see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock, Minji's Coliseum. To all the callers, listeners, viewers, thank you so much for making this a fun evening, even though it did not go the way we wanted to. Pirates lose it tonight. 27-25 to Cincinnati. Thanks to Parker's Barbecue for the awesome pre- and post-game food. UBE for providing the stats. We have the Brown and Wood drive of the game and the Buck scoreboard all day long. And thanks to the U.S. Cellular, cellular fifth quarter Sub- call-in oh. show, Atlantic Wireless. We will be back with you next Saturday. Time TBA when the Pirates take on Houston. We'll talk to you then. So long, everybody. You have been listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Join us next time for complete postgame coverage of East Carolina football, exclusively on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.